everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Now, some features are not available in all states, but that's okay. In the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off of their MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, everyday True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save your time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, everybody, to a very... Very special After Buzz TV after show for Intruders. This is season one. I lost what episode we're on. Are episode we five. five. Episode five. The Shepherds and the Fox. I am your host for the evening. I am Anna Koppel. Right next to me is the very beautiful and talented Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back, Isaac Johnson. Hello. We've missed you. I, I know that you did, Anna. <laughs> we did. With us as always, Mr. Willing. Thank you. I want, I want this music to play under me every time I walk into a room. By <laughs> yeah, the way. be ominous. Um, be. And in studio, you guys, we are so excited. Show creator, executive producer, writer, Glenn Morgan is here with us. I feel like yeah. I should have a game console. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> You're controlling us from yeah. The, yeah. from the sofa there. <laughs> yeah. It's a welcome. pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for coming in. We're so thrilled to have you. Yeah, we're going to try not to geek out too much, but we might. We're going to try. Me too. I'm disappointed that I don't have the black and yellow. Oh. Um, Can we get somebody on that? all behind you, so. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah, but, but you should be excited that it's not bedazzled, like, for Britney Spears, maybe. Right? So, <laughs> that's good. All right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So, um, so this, this episode is The Shepherds and the Fox, and let's maybe start by talking about The Shepherds. Uh, Frank goes to, we, we, uh, we have Richard who's just kind of hanging out in a motel. Mm-hmm. Um, and Frank pays him a visit. We haven't seen Frank since the first episode. Yeah, from the first, mm-hmm. the, the opening of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Really. Right, right. But he's back with coffee. Um, <laughs> yeah. Robert Forrester, who is always so good and brings such like, uh, uh, gravitas to a role, mm-hmm. I think, into this character, you know. Ah. Yeah. Was the he nicest, somewhat- the nicest man? Yes, there is, and um, we're on a, you know, a locate a bus, uh, look scouting locations, and we go. We need Frank Shepard, and we said t- to the crew, "Who is Frank Shepard?" And my brother Darren goes, "Robert Forster," and everyone's like, "Yes," <laughs> and um, 
uh, Robert called me, and I had like looked up some stuff that he was from Rochester, and my mom was from Rochester, New York. So you had the end, mm-hmm. yeah. But what he does is like so cool. <laughs> everybody, he gives everybody a box and with a really cool metal letter opener. Oh, nice! He said over his career, he's given like five thousand of these to people. So everyone's like waiting for Robert yeah. Forster to give him. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, really nice man. It's like well, his thing. Yeah, and it makes sense to have him on the show. There was like an article this week about how he's continued to reincarnate his career. So it would seem fitting for him to be on Intruders. Well, yeah, even like last year when he was on uh, Breaking Bad, yeah, that really even mm-hmm. got him more back into focus and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, he so. said he didn't tell anybody. Yeah, I heard, oh, I heard he didn't even tell like his daughter. Well, yeah. 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 And everybody went bananas when they uh, so cool. saw him, but... um he only wants to guest star, and so we had him for this episode, mm-hmm. but then went back. Uh, the teaser to the pilot was some reshooting we did. Oh, um, so okay. we went back and said, can you come back? And he's like, yeah. So. <laughs> sure. Nice. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, we find out a little bit more about Frank and Richard's relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And um, And we also find out that that Rose has asked Frank to do some off-book work. Yeah. So apparently this is not like an invention of Marcus. There's, <laughs> people do work off the books. Yeah, A lot well, of shepherds do the work off the yeah, books. Yeah, he makes the distinction that's way, way off the books. So... So maybe yeah. there's like under the table off the books yeah. and there's like way deep off oh, the look, books. These are powerful people <laughs> and powerful people are always doing stuff off the books. They're always hiding something. So sure. this doesn't surprise me. But, it's so uh, great yeah. to be here because usually I'm at home going, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and feel free to shout that at okay, us. No, yes. the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that cup right on over here if we get something wrong. But okay. it makes me question how long has... Frank been off the books, and how deep and how extensive has his work been, you know, compared to what Richard's doing? Right now, we think Richard's doing, like, a good deal amount of work. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, very questionable, but how much is, has Frank been doing? Is there perhaps a difference? Because, I know, Rose seems pretty high up, I'm, I'm yeah. going to guess. Um, and since Rose asks him to do something off the books, it's, like, maybe sanctioned, and Marcus's is not sanctioned. Well, but if it's way, way off. Sure. She wants to keep that from everyone else, all the other reverte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say you're nodding, so. <laughs> <laughs> we got a nod, folks. Yeah. All right. So is it like there's like a council and well, there's like I, certain things you have to agree on? Yeah, and I be, I'm assuming this is something personal. And I have a yeah. prediction about that later, but, mm-hmm. you know. I'll Wait, see. the lights are supposed to go. The, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're only allowed to predict at the end. Will's okay. jumping the gun a bit. Right, well, I didn't say the prediction. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Alluded to fair the enough. You know what else I thought was interesting? We found out a little bit more of Richard's kind of he uh, uh, money problems. They said something about a brother. Yeah, stuff I uh, yeah soon will delve more into Richard's life as we go along in this series. Mm-hmm. Is Richard's brother part of the book? Or, no. uh, oh. Yeah. He's giving. He's sending hand signals. Episode. 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 I think he told me to steal second. I'm yeah. not sure. Forgot to get the like two words. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. No, I just wrote down like what happened to Richard's brother because it it seems to be a motivating factor. And what also it's I love part of the creativity. Right. What I also loved is that we see that. Richard is a little disillusioned by the reverte here. He's not. Yeah. Th- he's more than we realize. He's not. He's not thrilled with them having these these secrets. Well, what does he ask Frank? He asks him like, 
he says, like, why can't this be for everyone? If this is what right. if this is what life is, mm-hmm. shouldn't everybody have the right to know this and I guess live knowing this? Sure. And then here's the other question I had about the scene is that, you know, um, Frank asks him, you know, was it you who who brought back Marcus Fox? Was it you? Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like sometimes they're omniscient almost like, um, you know, like later we'll talk about, um, you know, Rose puts in a call to Jack and she's like, you know, better to meet you at room 112 at the at the Pilgrim Lodge or yeah. mm-hmm. whatever, like. How does she know that? Why? Why does she know exactly where he is? Um, they seem to have like complete information about their lives. So, do they know that Richard was the one who brought back Marcus, and they're just kind of messing with him, or are they trying to confirm their suspicions? Maybe. When watching that scene, I felt like I felt like Frank wasn't buying it necessarily. But I don't. I don't know. Is that? uh, Should I be thinking that? Should I be? No, I think that, you know, he was, um, as a, you know, as it goes, and I don't know if, how much we really get into this, okay. but, you know, Shepherds, the idea is that they were uh, people that in their youth had, had killed somebody, or yeah. life was going not good, and then they come in, Riverte comes in, cleans it up, goes, you work for us, a lifetime of service, and then you can become what we know. Sure. So you have a master-student yeah. kind of thing, and that's a very intense relationship between those two. So I think what Robert, what Frank was asking is like, it'll kill me yeah. if it's you. And right. he just lied to him, because we all know we, we saw yeah. him on the beach. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then yeah. I guess Frank did mention, or I think Frank said something about like what I did for you, or something to that degree, or or maybe Richard says what you did for me. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, right, okay, but this is, I guess, the last that we'll know about their relationship because it all kind of comes to a head abruptly on the pier. Um, pier nine. Pier nine. Yeah, pier, shocking. Pier <laughs> nine. Um, so there's, again, you know, Jack had gotten this phone call, um, to meet on pier nine the next, the following morning. We'll go back and talk about Jack some more, but, um, but he goes to the pier, and um, and Frank is there to meet him. And they have a brief exchange. Um, and he's was that when he said um, that he's only alive because of his wife? Is that yes? Yeah. Wife, yeah. So that's that's big. But now that's here's big. the other thing: if he was sent there by Rose, and he was going to kill him, and I mean, there's no way of talking about this without skipping to the end. We find out that Rose is. Amy. Yeah. Well, that 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 just brings up a whole bunch of more questions about who <laughs> wants him alive and who wants him dead. I don't. Right. I don't think it does because it. You know, this is we've been talking about. There's a struggle for. You know, there are two souls in a body, and you know, one is always struggling to, for okay. the other. Mm-hmm. So you know, Amy probably wants Jack alive, and Rose doesn't. But Maybe I feel like Rose is the, unless they're both have power in the, because the building is, um, w- one of the people the building is under is Amy's name, right? Right. So... Mm-hmm. <sighs> we, expect, we expect answers to all of these questions. This is going to be a two-hour yeah. episode. Well, now... <laughs> now that you know, you know, uh, Amy wasn't... Well, there's stuff next week. Yeah. <laughs> but Amy wasn't going to go until Jack's okay. 
Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense. With the <laughs> I feel like show. I won the question. <laughs> yeah. 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 Game show it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Well, I guess then but. it would be easier to give up the struggle as long as you know you made your loved one safe or you'd make... Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. That totally makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, um, but but Richard kills Frank. Yeah. And he says something like, if, you know, if what they tell us is true, then this won't be for long or this won't mean much or... This won't mean much. Right. So, mm-hmm. and now... And now what? And now he's dead or he's on to the next life or the other soul? He's, I don't... Now what? Well... <laughs> I'm thinking since this is something that everyone could have this is a uh, this is just how life works that his soul could be brought back somewhere through someone eventually and all of ours are it's just that as they say towards the end of the episode yeah not everybody knows it so I assume it's just the idea that one of these days he might run into Frank again yeah well, well that's what Gary says Gary yeah. says that we'll or I guess maybe it was Gary, I can't remember now, but like we'll all be back again. It's basically just that these people know how to do it, but yeah. we all sort of reincarnate. We're just not aware of it. It's awakening in the... Right. right? Yeah. Like you you can remember your past life, which is, I'm assuming, what all the tokens are about in the books and stuff like that. So it's something that's available for everyone. Just You just have to know how to do it. But yeah. But does Frank personally know how to do it? Does he want to be, you know... Come like does he want to be returned in that way? Because wow. right now he's out for the people who are already like that. So it makes me question whether he would do that himself. I don't know if he has sure. a choice. Well, but they have other shepherds besides Richard. I'm, I'm assuming, and those people always bring people back. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, was that a confirmation <laughs> there? Oh, so close. <laughs> Are there? I, I mean, like three or four things there. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if this is something you could say, but I mean, are we going to see other shepherds as the series goes on? A, a couple, but they're not to the degree that uh, that Richard, Richard. Frank and Richard are. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yes, I mean, um, yeah, I'm trying to go. It's hard to go through the spoiler thing, but I mean, yeah. I think you know, look, uh, and it, and Qui Reverte. If you go through, and basically you have that ceremony that uh, Joseph Cranfield had, yeah, and you show a person their trigger, and they're wrapped up at a certain at a certain age. Notice he went out at seventy-two; he could have gone out at eighty-one. There's periods of nine where you can come in right. and go yeah. out, mm-hmm. and so you prepare, you wrap them up. You're not done seeing that ceremony, and um, that makes it easier for Reverte to find you, and if you know. Um, Later we would get into, you know, my, the the novelist has a idea of a, a network of, like, midwives, and there's certain areas in the world where it's easier to cross over, so you know you have to look in that area for the return reverte. Okay. If you've not gone through that oh, ceremony, wow. it's near impossible to find somebody like Big Spiderbick. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. And I guess, like, if... So deep. Yeah, I know. Emotional. <laughs> 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 you, you wrote this show just to mess with our minds, is, is my guess, right? <laughs> you know, it's, um... Uh, it's, uh, you know, when they uh, went to uh, BBC Worldwide, the studio, and you have that meeting, and they go, here's here's a couple things, here's this book, and I go home and I read the book, and I'm like, I, I'm the first... Well, a lot of people read it because it's a bestseller, but... Mm-hmm. 
you go, I'm going to turn this into a TV show, and you're reading and going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. And at a certain point, which in the series is kind of last week, you go, oh, oh. Mm. And then yeah. stuff starts, you know. Now, we veered a little bit from the book for a lot of, for several reasons, but, um, you know, and then you write a couple of scripts, and I turn them in, and they go, well, I kind of like it. But what's yeah. going on? They go, oh, here's the next one. They go, okay, what's the next one? Right. Everybody has gone through this, so it's frustrating. It, it. I mean, I knew, like, you know, you start seeing on Twitter and stuff last night, people going, oh, it's starting to make sense. Right. And, you go, but, and they don't say, oh, it makes me crazy. And people go, this wanders. They don't say anything. But I felt like Donna's 18th birthday was the first image you saw. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were, like, laying out all this stuff. Sure. But it's not usually how you watch TV. Like, you wait for them to tell you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So without being told, you have to actively watch this. Yes. How old is Amy? Is she 36? Nine times four? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes? No, um, Question mark? <laughs> well, I don't know. You told me not to say... Okay. Next week. Well, okay. Okay. All right. Next week is more history there to that. Because we see birthdays, nine with Madison, and now. So I really enjoy about the show. It's just like I like piecing it together. I'm like I'm a pretty big like sci-fi nerd. Like we talked about X Files a bit earlier, but like I enjoy a show that's not like sort of just laid out for you. Like here's all the answers. Like I like to to find the nuggets. I mean that's what you know. It is. um, Spoiler to anybody that hasn't seen that, but you want to know? You want to know that Bruce Willis is dead in the first five minutes? It kind of ruins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so you want to know the whole thing of this show in ten minutes? It would. It kind of. It's no fun. It, it's great that it sounds like BBC America. They were behind the idea though of a show that it's a slow build, like it's mm-hmm. not because I'd imagine a network would maybe panic that. Like, or if they don't know from the start, are they gonna are they gonna stick with us or something like that? So it's great that they well, really like. You know, it. yes, I have uh, Jane Tranter and Julie Gardner, who they brought back Doctor Who. Right. Uh, I mean, they're they're just uh, legends over there. They're extraordinary. And then I have Perry Simon, uh, the head of BBC America, and they you know they've put on Orphan Black, so they knew like here's this show. It's just you know different, and so yeah, Perry was like. Can we say this now? And you're like, uh, why don't we wait a minute? And to his credit, and you know, he like, okay, he you know trusted what we were doing, and maybe we should have gone a little faster, but it's just not that kind of show. And if it was 22 episodes, I'd say we have to go faster. Right. right. Yeah. If it was eight right. episodes. Like, hang in there. You can make yeah. a commitment. I, f- I think so. Yeah. You know, well, but you know, that's and you know, from all of us, you know, uh, when we're on. Sunday, I'm sorry, when the games are, I couldn't watch last live because I was you watch in football. San Diego yeah, yeah. Uh, the game. But I just check you guys out and really greatly appreciate that you've been like, I know, to get up here live and go, I think it's that. And I think it's that. I mean, and um, it's been, you guys really been supportive and from all of us, you know, until uh, all the cast and crew are really uh, close and to go, you got to watch this thing. So oh, really, wow. really greatly appreciate, well, you. you know, because there's Thank a lot. You out there going this show's stupid you know we well, love I, it I've loved that we've been I think I enjoyed the show even so much more because of what we're doing here <laughs> yeah. because it's yeah. fun yeah. to just yeah. talk yeah. all this out it's yeah. a show that you really can have a great time talking it out sure it's cathartic yeah, yeah. and I feel yeah. like every time we talk we figure out more 
from each other. Like, oh yeah, that does yeah. make. I remember, sense, we had a know? moment last week yeah. where we're all like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was what was that? Can you tell us the thing that you were surprised that we didn't figure out last week? That Amy was Rose. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, since I wasn't here last week, I figured uh, that uh, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, sure. I just didn't want to embarrass you guys. No, but you know, that's it's always a it's always um it's a weird thing. I mean, you guys all create stuff, but you go, okay, here's this, mm-hmm. and then you finally get the audience, and you go, that no, right, <laughs> right, right, no, yeah. and then you go, oh, they're gonna know this, so I should hide it, mm-hmm. but then. They don't figure it out. Yeah. And you go, oh, I can't believe, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, One of our listeners figured that out, actually. They said, uh, they said so on iTunes. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, there you go. Which we are a fan of y'all posting your um, your theories and opinions and five stars and tell a friend. Yeah. So, yeah. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. I, I, did, I did admit, I didn't figure it out. It was Rose last episode, but during this episode, there were hints here and there that, like, I piece together and then at the end with the reveal I was like yep that was Rose because there was that quick moment not to jump too far ahead but when uh, Jack and Amy are talking on the phone and he said I'm at the soleil and then you can see her face and just like went completely shocked or or, Mm -hmm. like surprised that she was there and then we made me think of the first or second episode when we saw Amy at the soleil I was like that makes sense if Rose is the one living there across the hall. Right. It just there, there were a few quick moments that I could piece together. It was aimed. Yeah. It's really great in the novel. The reveal that it's Rose is the penultimate scene. Sure. And you go, wow, wow. i trying my damnedest to do that. Yeah. But in a novel, Michael can say, Rose walks in the room and he doesn't have to describe her. Where right. Mira walks Mira. in playing Rose, you're like, oh, yeah, like, exactly. What? So we had to move that up to sure. play up here. Yeah, I didn't, well, I didn't actually figure out she was Rose, but I did, like, after she got off the phone with him, and then he gets, like, the mysterious call after that. I'm like, is is Amy the one calling him with this, like, muddled voice? And, and maybe that tiny. goes into the idea of how they knew where he was. Maybe because if Amy is Rose, maybe they're tracking yeah. the phone or something so like, I'm like that. But I'm he lied the, about where he was. But she was on the phone with them. I don't know. GPS. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's some things. technology stuff that happens, so maybe they tracked his phone. Or yeah. Yeah. Maybe Siri told them. <laughs> he had, like, the best working Siri ever on his phone. Like, you just call Gary Fisher. It's like, call your mother. No, I said Gary Fisher, and it calls, like, my aunt. I'm like, what? This is the best version of Siri hey, ever. Hey, but it showed yeah. technology worked during this time. True. Yeah. yeah. Technology Let's worked because they wanted it to work. Yeah. yeah. They control everything, yeah. man. All right, guys. We have a lot to get through. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, Detective Ron Blanchard was back. Um Right. And mm-hmm. and so really quickly I just want to touch on that he he was taking a statement from Jack um mm-hmm. about what what had gone down with Billy Anderson's shooting last week. Um and so again I don't know does it seem like he knows what's going on? Does he seem like he knows everything? It definitely seems like Jack wants to hold back information from him. Well, I still think there was I still think it was Rose slash Amy who was behind the the glass when during his interview the week before. So, mm-hmm. I think he does know. Plus, wasn't he unless I'm totally He was on off. the case with Marcus, yeah, right? He was Didn't on the show case him? with Marcus in the yes. The, the open of the episode too. Yeah, yeah. he's at so. least dealt with these people before, and he maybe recognizes some of the things going on. I think I don't know. He probably got 
probably nine years ago, he started investigating this this Marcus Fox case and oh, yeah. kind of got sucked into this whole mess of a conspiracy with the Roberte. And certainly being down in that house and saying how many bodies are under the floor, you probably don't forget that experience. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. Sure. Let's, and we can kind of get into more of this. Yeah. Um, what is this look on your face? Just listen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, if he were involved in the Marcus case, which he was involved in the yeah. Marcus case, but I imagine it just seemed like this person was a, like crazy serial killer. Sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that he would recognize. Oh, sure. You know, Billy Anderson and the ghost machine, obviously. What does Jack know about it? Well, once he keeps going into it, though, I think. Maybe find out who those bodies were. Maybe mm-hmm. it leads to it leads to something else. But yeah. what's the significance of the body? Are they real couples? Because we we did see that one close-up with the photos that seemed like a happy couple yeah. with, you know, a male well, and female bound together. So are all the bodies just couples? That were killed, or are they just... Marcus is in that picture, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the picture with whoever it is. I don't know. They they don't seem like they all had some sort of keepsake. A Um, a trigger. Yeah, I would say, and a trigger. So it kind of seems like... So So for Marcus, he can justify his murders... Because he's bringing them back the way he knows Quiver Verte does. So every one of them... Oh. This stuff with his trigger, even though he's a madman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't necessarily just because that was the one thing I wasn't sure whether these bodies had something to do with Kiraverte or whether well they, it's they, just that they do, but I mean, yeah. but it's also just because he likes to kill people, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought because he's he's a nightmare. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 uh, he's terrifying. For X Files fans, that's um, Alex Dakin, who was uh, yeah, he's like an everything Darren. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep pointing at Darren. He's <laughs> right there. there. He's there. Uh, everything spirit. Darren. Uh, he was in Humbug where he had the messed up face uh, when Julian yeah. was talking. So, I mean, he's, he's just like the best. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. Yeah, and, really good. And it, yeah. the sweetest man. Like at the rap party, he's just dancing with his wife. <laughs> and he and Millie just go hang out. And then, but, you know, Alex is not that way, but he's very. And no. Millie was like working with him, going, "Wait, wait, wait! Are you in character right now?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, and you were telling us about Millie earlier. We were talking about how her, how you guys chose her for the role. Um, well, you know, um, I had kind of kept it quiet as a producer, going, "I'm never going to find this kid." Right. If you're a feature, you can read thousands. You know, you can look for Daniel Radcliffe forever. Right. Um. So Julie Garner, the executive producer of BBC, said, oh, there's a, look at the email file I sent you. I want to make an offer to this kid. And I thought, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> the first kid, and then you open it up, and there was this big close-up done on an iPhone of Millie, and she had yellow framed Ray-Bans. <laughs> she was doing the Marcus Fox stuff, and I thought, man, this, is this a joke? Is this like, uh, you know... A 28-year-old with right, yeah, something. Cleverly and, framed. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, well, i got to see her in person. And then when she came in, she's speaking to me in American. Yeah, you know, I didn't think anything of it. And she does the scene. She did the scene in the car uh, with Karen from 3. 
And then when she's done, she just drops this British accent. I'm like, whoa, oh, whoa, no you, don't, you don't have to do that because we're BBC. She's like, no, I'm British. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I had no idea. You're yeah. the best. Yeah. When you said that earlier, that kind of shocked me. That added to yeah. me a whole new level of I'm so impressed with this yeah. girl. And, and yeah. I was also impressed. Tell us where she learned her American accent. She, from watching a Disney Channel, like Hannah Montana or whatever <laughs> like that. And, uh, you know, but for a kid like that to be with, you know, John Sim is just a great actor and yeah she held her own he'd be done with the take and she'd go good job john <laughs> <laughs> and then you know um the cat uh scene you know uh-huh. was something we did later like the very last few days was another the thing to add and um eduardo couldn't get back here because he lives in maryland so i was mm-hmm. you know shooting that scene with her and you know when she cried she would go like this and I went up to her and I'm like, okay. Um, now this kid's never. She did two episodes of Once Upon a Time, right? Uh, Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Uh, never been a school play or anything. I said, okay, uh, Millie. Um, you know your parents and your character's parents are getting a divorce, and at night you hear them on the phone arguing, and um, floppy or whatever, loopy. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, your only friend. And look what you just did. I go, but I got to see your face. And she just looks up, and without being a creep, she just goes, okay, let's go, let's go. <laughs> like that, and then, you know, people come in to touch up her makeup, and I'm like, get out, get out of here. Everybody get out of here. <laughs> and then she just... Goes for it. Did what she did, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, you're just, like, taken out, going, this kid doesn't know that level of pain. Where is it coming from? She's just incredible. Maybe it's another soul. How Mozart could write a, yeah. at the age four, she can be this good at the, how how old is she? She just she turned ten in February. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Very talented. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a nice kid, not like you know, sometimes you know, they can be creeps, but she's just sweet. <laughs> yeah. I know we talked yeah, about right. Trying to have her come in here, I feel like I'd be terrified if she turned on <laughs> oh, that Marcus. No. If she turned on that Marcus thing, I would have to get the hell out of here. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she's very sweet. And then, and, you know, we stayed at a um, furnished apartment up there in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and uh, she and her brother Charlie is 15. They would just be in the lobby. You know, their their room was not far off the lobby, but you'd come in and <laughs> from the bar, and they'd be there. Hey. And and then one night, some other show, I think uh, Night of the Museum 3 was shooting there, and they had a party upstairs, and Millie's there with a the clipboard. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can go. You know. That's fine. That's, yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah. That's adorable. Um, well, Madison also finds, um, speaking of in the lobby, she finds the, the crossing over building. The building. Mm-hmm. The building. Um, and what I found unusual was that there were people in the building. I thought so too. Because the last time we went inside the actual building, no one was there. It was, it was like empty. abandoned. Yeah, you'd think it would be abandoned, but people. Maybe it was the weekend. But even that, <laughs> yeah. But even that well, woman was very condescending towards this little girl. Yeah. And I didn't like that. Maybe, and it made me question the woman. I was like, okay, why are you there? Are you part of all of this? I thought she was dead at first because when the first guy walked down the stairs, he almost seemed to not see her. Like, kind of he did, but did, I don't know. But just, just pay attention to where he's coming from. Where's he coming from? He was coming from. He was, from, from, see, he from was upstairs. No, upstairs, he was upstairs. Right? Wasn't there an elevator? Oh, there was there? Some mailboxes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. okay. 
Okay. He's just <laughs> he saying. He works for the Postal <laughs> Service. The mailbox, there's a secret door. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's where the souls are coming in and out of. Maybe. <laughs> oh, hey, that sounds Check like your mail. People mailing sand dollars uh, across well, the country. And I also wrote, this, I mean, I don't know if you guys talked about this last week, but the building says unlimited growth increases the divide. Does anybody have a theory as to... I know we me- I know we mentioned it yeah. last week. Okay. I, um, I theorized that this building is where the souls can cross the divide, the the divide, divide between the living and what's dead. And they said there are the certain places that it's easier. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this building is like the portal that allows that to happen. Okay. Here's the history Maybe. of that building. Okay, go. And <laughs> in, in Vancouver, I'm trying to make this a really shorter. Um, it's owned by this guy Mike. This is great, and his dad owned all these great old buildings like that in Vancouver. And the power company said, "We want that building." And dad was like, "No, you're rude about it." And they said, "You'll never buy it." And so, in later shots, you'll see an enormous skyscraper behind it, mm-hmm. and that's um, I don't know power company. Sure. And so that mm-hmm. little building just stayed there, and his father put on the wall uh, the unlimited growth, growth increases, increases the divide. divide and it became a rallying cry somehow people found out about it years ago in Seattle when the um, trade organization oh, yeah. threw down there right. and they had riots down there mm-hmm. that became and now people will go there and take their picture in front of the building and I thought yeah. nah it kind of it's a cool thing yeah. but it still kind of implies it still fits you know yeah. the theory you have yes mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Don't like that theory. I like that. All right. Um, okay, so so we touched on earlier that um, that Madison. Well, Marcus finds his old home, but Madison thinks that it might be her home. It, it seems like another one of those moments where it's struggling between the two. Like yeah. she's there's she's getting his memories and recognizing it and thinking it's something with her. Right. Um, and you know. Poor Larry Owen. Yeah. You know, just just took down his crown molding. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, hard to remove, man. You know. <laughs> have you taken down crown molding? I have, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. So he knows. And you so live you know. to tell about it. <laughs> I know, I did live, yeah. I didn't have a nine year old in there who would murder me, so that was <laughs> an advantage. <but. laughs> right. If I've learned anything from the show, it's not to trust small children. Yeah. Don't let them into your home. Don't give them rights across the country. She did um, just borrow the other way around. Know that before. But, yeah, yeah. yeah probably she probably shouldn't let strangers into your house in general, yeah. but yeah. she did just barge right on in. So. Yeah. Right. It goes right to, to use the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And But I guess that was also because, I mean, it was Madison calling her parents. Mm-hmm. So is Madison because I wasn't sure if Madison's the kind of girl who would just in the before this whole Marcus situation would just barge in. So I guess maybe yeah, Marcus Larry, Larry is, said something. Well. Didn't it say you're at the beach or the beach is a long way or something like that? Yeah. And then yeah. she's like, gotta call my mom. And that's why yeah. she... Oh, so okay. that triggered she, right. Madison. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had the same thing and my brother told me that. I'm like, what? Oh, all right. I felt like that whole just barging into the house that was really just Madison trying to fight the memories and trying to mm-hmm. remember everything that was just her desperation trying to just you know well I think remember even things similar to that that like you know Marcus last last week or two weeks ago said like there's this little girl in me who just won't go down so I think any 
moment that like she can make it up and like take control is a moment that she's going to take advantage of and yeah. fight and take over and mm-hmm. yeah got i see a phone i'm gonna run to it i'm gonna call my mom that's just it she's in survival survival mode for yeah. sure and then when we see when we hear the voices and when we hear the queer reverting music that's the turn that's marcus again yeah, yeah. nice a, a very nice audio device to help oh yeah yeah, yeah. With them. yeah. We we need any little help we can get. <laughs> you you've heard us talk about this on on the show before. When you guys were are working on this, are you calling her Madison? Are you calling her Marcus? Yeah. Like how do you how does that in the script? Like I, how are you dealing with that? I think we always called it called her Madison. Okay, okay. but um, for Amy Rose, because Mira wanted to know who am I supposed to be. Sure. And so, yeah. but you know, uh, if you're a assistant director, or a producer, a line producer, that starts to make them nuts because you're like, "Where's I'm, the Amy actress is not here?" <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, where's that lady like, who won an Oscar? Yeah, uh, <laughs> she's somewhere around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then, so then Marcus does get turned on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah. Well. Well, well like, okay. He's questioning. You said turned on. I thought you were talking about a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. Because he, like, he has the creepy thing with kids and girls. Maybe you thought you were talking about that. I was like, uh, I missed a scene. No, well, yeah, Marcus, <laughs> well, we know that Marcus knows his way around a knife. Ah. So uh, yeah. it makes me think that all the killings that he's done in his past life were by knife. Yeah. Well, yeah, the yeah. knife is yeah. missing from the wall, though, too, and, uh, detective, what's his name, came in, came into the house. He, well, he said, yeah. didn't he well, say that? Yeah. What are the, Chances of finding Marcus with a knife. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get the yeah. feeling. Yeah. But then when we see Madison grab the knife, like, she did that hand trick with her. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. He's, Larry's going to die. But Larry yeah. dies, but he's given his address. So the parents know now where she is. So this is probably going to involve them more now because I'm assuming they're on their way. Yeah, at the very least, the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another thing i've tweeted this a couple times and i had this but people go um amber alert amber alert and what i didn't even know doing this is amber alert you have to have proof of an abduction sure Uh, so if a kid's missing there's not an amber alert Mm -hmm. you have to say uncle so-and-so or this guy down the street took the kid and these three people saw it amber alert sure that's why there's not that many of them so i was getting a lot of grief and you just want to like mm-hmm. have a little pop up yeah. on the TV and go Amber Alert. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is the definition. Well, like, yeah. well, you or Darren accidentally, I think, covered that because when when Richard shows up to their to their beach right. house, um, he explains that. Yeah, yeah. One of them, somebody says, "Well, we don't know that she didn't run away. You know, right. maybe yeah. she's upset about her parents' divorce or." You know, right. So, so I think I think that was covered. People need to settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so Larry, Larry's dead now. Where? Oh, and then um, you love the scene where. Oh, and, you know, they're drinking whiskey, taking a shower, chugging it. Yeah, straight from the bottle. Yeah. yeah. Another, I mean, that was, you know, what more do you want than that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Small girls. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I don't uh, personally want it, but. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime she's like, I loved her driving the car too. Anytime she's yeah. doing anything that. Well, she know, can't really see you over the steering yeah. wheel, just kind of driving erratically. Which it doesn't sense. matter that you're this, like, 
killer whose soul has gone from body to body. If you're nine, you're going to have trouble driving that car. Yeah, you need at least a phone book or something so you can yeah. see over the wheel. That was a great day in her life. <laughs> uh, well, Richard shows up, you know, realizes this is Marcus probably went back to his old house. Um, and, you know, this is another moment that I'm not really sure whether Madison was in her own body or... Or Marcus was uh, there. No, yeah, that was. I felt that was. Yeah, all when Marcus he's like, just... "I just need a hug, please." Do not hug her. Do not <laughs> hug her. But then, why does he hesitate? I'm. See, I why does why why is Rich even talking to her in the first place? Because we see him just go into a room and shoot up the place and shoot up anyone that he needs to. But then here, of course, there's a dramatic dialogue that you have to have mm. between each other. I'm like, just shoot her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm it's so violent. I know. I would be killing her. off the lead character on the show. I know, the, but. <laughs> Also keeps it interesting. Yeah. The first time he didn't shoot her on the beach, I thought that maybe there was this idea of, and we have seen that Richard is disillusioned with this whole thing, and maybe there was this idea of, okay, oh, it's a kid, am I going to like, shoot this? Even though he had killed like a teenager earlier in that episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if his hesitation has more to do with maybe when we get more details of the deal they struck yeah. or the thing he did for them and maybe his hesitation has something to do with that. Well, Marcus has something over Well, over what, what um, a very smart person in the room said is that if he works for them long enough, maybe he gets to be like them. So if he kills off Marcus and that was the deal that they had, he's not going to get a chance to, I guess, intrude himself? Or That's kind of all right. Yeah. But there's a real character thing that comes up. Gal goes back to... I have a prediction about it. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. Not yet. Okay. With his brother. Right. Oh, and maybe it's more so for his brother than him? That's all I'll say. So close. It's so cool being a tease. <laughs> I have to say, though, I think Richard's getting so sloppy. And, you know, and Frank told him that he yeah. was getting totally sloppy about the. But, you know, to. I, now he's going. For a car chase in a minivan? I mean, that's... That's all he had. <laughs> that's all he had. He had to... What, was he going to chase on foot? It was a Dodge Charger, I think. <laughs> well, he's not... It's a Dodge Charger. He's never going to catch it in a minivan. Well, he, he's well, Yeah, he's he could, try. because she is just a little girl who can't <laughs> hardly ever see yeah. her. Yeah. it all over yeah. the road. He, did, see her, he yeah. did watch her drive off in, like this, so he's but like, even, all right. Even that, like, someone is probably going to notice a little kid's driving a car. Well, I, I, I also loved all, all those moments because any any moment of just dark humor you could throw into this. Sure. I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get to Gary Fisher here. Um, we've talked about whether or not Gary Fisher is a good guy, bad guy. Um, don't give that away. I won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, where where does everybody stand at this moment? I still think he's a good guy. I think that he, I think that he did well. He didn't let on as much as he knew, because um, clearly he was fired however many months ago. But since he's been able to figure out so much, I don't know. He's afraid for his daughter as well, or Donna. That's now the daughter, I guess. Not Donna. 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 Not yeah, his daughter. Not Donna. <laughs> Donna slash Emily. Yeah. No, I th- I think he's a good guy. I think he's just mixed up in it. Um, and clearly he's on some sort of medication. I don't know. I thought he was good. Then I started to agree with you that he was bad, but now I'm back thinking he's good. And he's just got, he's just got 
he's got issues. He says the dead do. He, he's exposed to the ghost machine. Sure, yeah. He says the dead do come back to life too in that flashback. So it, le- yeah. it lets you to believe that he knows way more than he's telling. But I don't know. Well, but see, Jack, Jack has that flashback, so now he's starting to question. Yeah, but I think yeah. that was before he got kind of a lot more information out of Gary. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think Gary is opening up more, and I think. I think the reason why we weren't sure if he was good or bad was just simply because he was playing his cards close to the chest and mm-hmm. he didn't know, he, you know, he's figuring it all out too. Yeah, Garrett doesn't know who to trust right now yeah. because now now that Bill Anderson's gone, Gary's the next person to be as paranoid as Bill used to be because only a few people knew about this ghost machine yeah. and mm-hmm. he's probably the only living person who had interactions with the machine now. So now he's the, the paranoid one who knows more information than everybody else. Okay, that's fair. I'm yeah. still on the fence about him. I feel better about him this week than I, I have this entire time, but I don't know. It's I don't know. I his, eyes, his eyes are open. He sees the souls in the other people. Yeah. That's all it is. But that was a good editing um, practice when Jack was calling the firm to you know find out Gary and then finds out Gary doesn't work there. And then there was the quick flash. You know, the, the saying the line, you could come back. or Dead do come back dead. to life, yeah. huh? Yeah, the dead do come back to life. Which made me, at that moment, think that maybe Gary has been intruded by someone. But then we find out with the exposition yeah. with Gary that he... Well, um, well if the maybe, idea is that we all might have someone else going on inside of us. Yeah, or someone that can remember. I keep going back to maybe the Maybe sometimes fact- he's controlled by his other or whatever. Yeah. I think Gary's just Gary, though. I don't know. I think he he's felt just. Sick. I think he's yeah because he was exposed. Now he sees. Now he sees. Uh, maybe he felt sick because there's another soul inside of him. I and that's he, how it yeah. transferred what to I, the daughter. Maybe. Yeah. What I thought was really interesting the dramatic turn with Gary in this episode because all the other episodes he's very composed and he knows what he's saying, but this one he's like deteriorating fast and he's completely a different person. You know, he's yeah. such a good actor because yeah. like he knew that was coming. So for four episodes to not give yeah. a hint that mm-hmm. that was coming so that you would think that or you would think that and not be sure and still not be sure about him for uh, Tori Kittles. He's just like yeah. in a room all day for two days or whatever it was in a real hotel just to be in that place where you're crazy is really tough for an actor. Yeah. He did a great job. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, do, don't they say something about like uh, the other souls or spirits or people that have been able to figure this thing out? Like explains like schizophrenia and all that stuff. So like he is on medication. We didn't see exactly what it was, but I would assume it has something to do with mental condition. Well, see, I thought that he was just on medication like since he's been fired, since he shook his daughter, since his wife took a restraining order out on him, since he's been exposed to the ghost machine, and now maybe just need some help sleeping. And- well, look, even if you believe there's a soul inside, like someone else's soul inside of your daughter, you know, not being able to now see your daughter, shaking your daughter, things like that, I mean, you're going to question your own sanity about mm-hmm. that. You're going to start to think that maybe I am, you know. I mean, he knows he's right with the soul thing, but I'd imagine that when you're going to lose your whole family, you'd start to be like, maybe I am crazy. Why not be honest with Jack, though? Why not say, oh, I'm between jobs right now. I'm whatever. Like, why Why lie to him? Well, I guess there's more authority to him if he's, you know, 
employed and the lawyer and exactly. all this stuff. Yeah, or, like he has a legit reason, a legit yeah. title for for Gary and for sorry for Jack to comply to work with him. I mean, if he shows up, he's like, yeah, my whole family doesn't want to see me, and uh, I'm out here in Seattle. <laughs> There's another spirit in my you know? daughter. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jack's not gonna let him in. He, yeah. could, he could still be Cromfield's lawyer without being at that firm right now. True. Well, I mean, but I guess if... He wasn't disbarred. But if Jack did any looking into it, he'd probably see that the firm represented Cromfield and whatever. And then... But he's... Right. But but if he said he wasn't working for that firm... Right. He would have no firm to look into. He could have just said... Just, uh, but then if you do any investigation into that guy... He's trying to cover his bases. I think it was just character building, yeah. pretty much, right. to to know that he was an established person. He did have a you know a legit title and position, you know, and he does have his credentials or you know firms that and like all this information comes from somewhere. He's probably ashamed too of yeah. what's gone on with his family yeah. and not having the job sure. and stuff. Like he literally yeah. had everything and he lost it. Yeah, he had it all. Had yeah. it all now. It's and then Donna not popped Donna. up again in his life. Not Donna. Not and Donna's daughter. trying to warn him, is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. How does he know that? <laughs> I mean, that, well, okay. I saw that when his kid, yeah, the eyes color eyes changed, changed and he just kind of. But I guess you're wondering how does he interpret that as a warning and not a? Well, I guess when you've been exposed to the ghost machine, plus he's got he's had Donna's letter. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, True. The, 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 that was in third person. Yeah. Well, yes, but how does he know that that it's a warning about these people, and not just like I he, really missed you? I mean, hasn't he said? Didn't he say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't he say that he had been looking into them for quite some time? He had all the, the paperwork around the room, and yeah, he did have a lot of you know, and he's, in that room. he's got yeah, a lot of in circular motion. Yeah, yeah. true. So I don't know. Totally I feel like he's he's looked a lot into their past and found out about like why money was transferred or why money was dissolved before somebody died. Maybe he's just putting the... Pe- I mean, he's a lawyer. He's probably a pretty smart guy. Yeah. And again, ghost machine. Yeah. Yes. You learn a lot from being exposed to a ghost Not machine. just the name but of my... You might, so, have, you might yeah. have an extra sure. idea into the motives of that soul. You might be able to communicate with that soul better after being exposed to the ghost machine. Yeah. But also, do we know Donna personally just a good person because I think the only time we saw Donna was her birthday and then when she killed herself so we don't really know much about Donna is she just a good person and then if Gary knows it's Donna who's returned and he knows Donna is a good person it might be they have a more positive motive yeah. to help people out like not all intruders are bad right he, yes but I think right. that you don't ever want your baby's soul to be replaced by the ghost of anybody, good or bad. No, that's okay. no, of course not. But if you know no, it's replaced some days. by... Yeah. 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 But if you know it was replaced by someone who was a good person when they were alive, you could probably make make sense my, that it was probably a positive warning. If my baby's soul got inhabited by Abraham Lincoln, maybe I'm not so upset, you know. If it's uh, Mussolini, well, I'm upset, you know. You, how, would you know it's, how would you know it's not Daniel Day-Lewis in your baby pretending I to be Abraham Lincoln? I think I made a comment of Daniel yeah, Day-Lewis last could week. Be. Being, uh, that's why he's such a good actor. So now you guys are blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> did it. We did it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hooray. I'm also, I'm also thinking Ghost Machine is going to be the name of my next band, by the way. The Ghost Machine. I, I feel like you say that a lot. I feel like you have a lot of bands in the works. I feel like I've mentioned a band one time. Well, all right. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I do have a lot of bands. So. Do we, do we have any um, thoughts about Amy being Roses was like, this is a pretty big reveal. I know we've talked about it throughout the show a bit, but... It makes more sense, obviously, now. But you were going to say No, that. no, no. I'm just... I, I am a little annoyed. I didn't realize it sooner. I didn't realize it until, like, like a minute before it happened, in all honesty. Like, I was... Maybe I was just enjoying the episode so much, not thinking that far ahead. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, oh, wait, it's going to be... Oh. <laughs> and then it came to me. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any... Um, I think we'd like to to talk to you for a minute, but before we do, just a, a few predictions. Let's do some yeah. predictions. And now, hey. Hey. Yeah, there, there goes the lights. Well, there was a, I think it was you, Will, that said something about that it seems like some of these intruders that have come back have had something to do with musicians, perhaps musicians yeah. in the church, and in the coming or next episode thing there was a it was like a trumpet mouthpiece um i don't know so i'm thinking maybe that sort of supports the theory that um somehow like something with the organs in the church had something to do with figuring out how the body or how they came back so maybe musicians figured it out first which would make me very proud myself that i could (laughs) figure it out well i think that's the uh the the what do you keep calling totems or whatever triggers triggers triggers, triggers. for um for the jazz music for for Bix or yeah. whatever yeah. and my thought is that maybe Amy one of the reasons they wanted to maybe keep Jack around is maybe they're going to try to awaken the Bix's soul in Jack and that's where Jack falls into this. Yeah, but why would they try to kill him then? Well, that's the one thing yeah. that I'm not sure about but I feel like that's I don't know because he clearly has a bigger role to play than he already knows and sure. there are already a couple. Yeah. Why not keep that going? <laughs> well, and Amy does call him like yeah. first shepherd at some yeah. point so maybe he just hasn't Some predictions, I have to sit here all neutral. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 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 You okay. can make your own prediction, if you well, like. Yeah, that would be quite <laughs> fair. What yeah. About season two, maybe. Or you can make a prediction on what we talk about next week. On yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so my thing. I talked about um, these intruders are affecting families that are broken, more so like couples. Now I'm going to build upon that and saying, when we saw Marcus's body, he was tied up next to someone. So we're going to find some someone else is going to be brought back from Marcus's partner and then also with Amy not being Rose who has this fascination with Bix it makes me think that Rose was involved with Bix's and like maybe they were lovers or something maybe mm-hmm. um, oh, oh, oh. off the books off. Oh, oh. Um, off the books we have an off the books drop interesting <laughs> okay <laughs> Then, I'm coming here every week. Yeah, yeah you are welcome yeah, to come it. here anytime you like. And obviously, <laughs> we're going to see more intruders because there were a lot of bodies in in, in that floor. So we yeah. only have a few intruders now. And we're going to see a lot more. Yeah, that's probably a given, though. Yeah. And also, sorry, one more. I, I knew, I knew there. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking as I'm talking. Um, 
Marcus has something. Maybe Marcus knows like the whereabouts of Richard's brother, or knows has something over Richard's brother, and he's using the brother as leverage. Over oh yeah, Richard. Oh, yeah, I think and that's that, why Richard is. Hence the hesitation. Yeah, yeah. And that's why Richard's gone through all this. With yeah, he has something to lose, so he can't kill Marcus. Exactly. I like that a lot. Um, well, I'm going to go back to my prediction that Richard's actually a good guy. Um, and in this episode, he seemed almost just like a hitman. Um, and he's really just kind of following orders from other people. Mm-hmm. And I think deep down, he's a good guy. Um, so that's that's one. <laughs> the second, side glance, side glance. The second um, he seemed disillusioned about yeah. about the whole thing, I immediately thought of you thinking he's a good guy and be like, yeah. oh, well, he's yeah, not all um, You know, sorry, oh, I'm going to interrupt. Oh, no, 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 please. please. Yeah. No, you know, this is uh, it's not giving anything away. It might sound like it is, but it's not. Okay. But, you know, James Frain is a great actor. He plays a lot of villains. Mm-hmm. And he came to me one day and he said... Uh, he told his nine-year-old son he got a part in the show and he likes the show and the, and the son said, good guy? <laughs> and James had to go, no. And that had an effect on you shouldn't just have anything be black and white. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's, I'm happy that everyone has this, what's the deal with him? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there is that going on. Okay. But all it was right. all based on his kid <laughs> wanting yeah. his dad to play a good guy. All right. <laughs> Um, that's really interesting. Um, I think that, that somehow, like, fathers and daughters are going to be a part of the story somehow. I, I, I think that, um, I know, stay with me, guys. Okay, um, no, we're still here. <laughs> that in the, in Marx's, uh, basement, there was that photo. I think that oh, it could have okay. been his daughter. Yeah, it could have been. And, um, you know, Let's say Madison has a father. She does. Uh, <laughs> I think that's how it works. I, a mother and a father. I think. I think baby. there is. Um, you know, um, Jack and Amy lost a child. I don't know. I just feel like fathers and daughters might somehow come into play here. Yeah, well, and of course Gary. Gary and his daughter. So somebody said something to Jack about not being able to have a kid or and there was like a cross look from Jack well because to, we know that she had had they'd lost a, a child she yeah. had a, a miscarriage yeah. or, so. And so when he said something about that I think yeah. it was like a it was just kind of a, sure. a shot at him or it just it hit him the wrong way you know? yeah. yeah yeah so I don't know um so we we really have just like two minutes here but uh <laughs> But I think I think we'd like to we would like to have you back definitely. Please do come every week. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I've got, a, I've got a fold out couch <laughs> at home. You can you can stay on that if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you know does that does that everybody want to ask just like like the biggest question in their hearts? Right. I mean, this season one only has. About the intruders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, then I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I had ten questions about yeah. X Files. Well, season one only has eight episodes, but I read that you guys shot like four episode blocks. And how right. did that help with the the writing aspect? Were the scripts written were already set, and you filmed those four episodes, then another four episodes, or while filming you had to change things here and there? Well, we did change things here and there, but it was that way. Uh, John Sim is on a was on a show, uh, The Village, so. We'd shoot with him for three weeks, and then he'd go back to England, and then we'd shoot stuff with Millie or whatever. And then he came back, and so that had um, played a part in why we shot it that way. 
so then yeah we would we had the four and then the next four which daniel stam started eduardo sanchez did the first four and then mm-hmm. daniel's episode started last night and uh yeah so they were all written we knew where we were going but along the way you might go well millie and james have to get together they have to do a scene together or you know okay something like that so they were they were tweaked here and there okay cool gentlemen yeah, well, I mean, I'll be honest with a lot of my questions about about Millie or even with the the network and stuff like that were answered. I know we're running. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think, like, my biggest question is, you know, uh, we've talked a lot on the show about how um, you seem to be sort of drawn to the idea of death or maybe <laughs> sort of the unexplained. Um, and so my question is a personal question. Um, what keeps you up at night? Because I feel like it might be everything or nothing. <laughs> um, whether I get another job. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think that's all of us in this right, industry. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Even Glenn Morgan wonders about a job when he writes a fantastic show like Intruders. Thanks again. I can't, all of us uh, on the show can't uh, thank you guys enough for all that you've done. And uh, I look forward to seeing next week. Is heavy duty. Uh, I can't wait. Don't do that. We're, excited. <laughs> We're so excited. Thank you so much for coming yes, in. Yes, thank you. Supporting Where, us, yeah. Yeah, are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. Where can the people find you? I hide from people. <laughs> yeah. Social media. Yeah, I don't know what I am. At Glenn Morgan. Glenn Morgan. It's like G L E N M R G N, I think. Without the vowels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. yeah. We'll tweet nice. you out. Too. All right, thank yeah. you. Right, thanks. <laughs> uh, you can find me at The Real Will Link. You can also listen to my uh, podcast, Will Sean Podcast, on the Westcast Network. It's funny. <laughs> it is funny. I've listened to it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Isaac Johnson, Instagram the Isaac Johnson. You can also go to my YouTube page, uh, also the Isaac Johnson. Check out my video, my music video for a song I wrote called Virginia, and there's a short film I was in as well called The Forge up there. Excellent. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R. Glenn Morgan, thank you so much for joining thank you, Glenn. us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And we will see everybody next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 